All right, Ricky Rackman is here today. Very cool. A little bit surreal as I grew up watching him on Headbangers Ball. And if I could go back in time to 15-year-old me and tell him that one day Ricky Rackman would be on my show, I don't think he would believe me. So I'm very grateful to have Ricky on today. We're going to talk Headbangers Ball, the Cat House, Ricky's Ride, and more. Stick around. So I think the first thing I want to ask you about was just, you know, before we do this interview, it's just so interesting to hear you talk about how, and I understand it too. Well, I guess, but I want to get your take is just how monotonous it would it used to get talking about the cat house and the headbangers ball. Like you kind of got sick of it for a while, right? I, I, well, I, that's a good question. I sort of got sick of it for a while because that was at a point where I was going through a lot of other stuff where I was, you know, focusing on, I was doing talk radio. I was working a lot in NASCAR. I was doing all this other stuff, but what I didn't realize is that, that not talking about it was kind of a messed up move on my part because there were a lot of people, you know, headbangers ball was my job. Cat house was more than my job because it's what I create. I mean, I'm in an, in two office buildings right now that just do Cat house shirts, cat house coffee, cat house everything. So I'm still like, cat house means everything to me. But I didn't realize, you know, if there was a show that I used to watch, especially if I was a kid, if there was a show that I watched and I went went up to that person and I wanted to ask him something about that show. And then he was like, I don't really want to talk about it. I'd be like, well, that's kind of messed up. And it would have really bummed me out. Like Headbangers Ball was very, very important to a lot of people. And Cat House, I'm, I'm so grateful that it's still important to people. So for me not to talk about it, even though I've talked about it every single day for decades, but somebody's hearing it for the very first time. So there was a time that I you know, wanted to move on. I was going in through some different stuff. And now I'm at a point where my career is, is better than it ever has been. And now I welcome talking about Headbangers Ball. I welcome talking about the Cat House, you know, and and I know, you know, I'm about to start again my big charity motorcycle ride. And people are always going to be asking me when I stop on the ride about Headbanger stuff or Cat House stuff. So now I'm at a different point in my life where, A, I'm a hell of a lot older and I should be grateful that anybody even remembers any of the stuff I did because, you know, I'm not a guy that's trying to relive the eighties and nineties. I know that, that I'm older and the people liked some of them liked the stuff that I used to do. And that's very, very flattering. And I should, I should be very, very grateful of it. So yeah, when it's the same questions over and over again, but you gotta, I have to realize that even though it's the same question to me, they're asking this because they don't know the answer. So, so, you know, it's like if you're in a band and you've got that one hit and then you decide you don't want to play that hit anymore because everybody, because you're sick of playing it. It's like, well, you're denying the people that want to hear that hit, you know, and that's the same thing. So there was a time that it was just like, you know, I was doing, I was, I was working all the time doing all radio stuff or, and, and, or NASCAR stuff. And I was just like, it wasn't that I didn't want to talk about it. I was just, I wasn't, I wasn't inviting 
to talk about. I wasn't welcoming the opportunities to talk about it. And now I love it. If anybody wants to talk to me, I'm grateful that people want to talk to me at all. You know. So was it so was it a mindset uh, shift where you're like, okay, I should really be grateful for this? Or is it more like, okay, sometimes I'm still a little annoyed by this, but I need to change the behavior and just be more polite and understand it from their perspective? I think one thing that happened to me, which was one of the worst things, but actually became one of the best was when, if you don't know the story, I think um, I know every story I listen to. So I think I know your whole life story, but was this the one where you beat up the DJ or is yeah. this a different one? So that, yes, it was the story where I beat up the DJ. So because I beat up the DJ <laughs> for people that don't know, I lost my job, went bankrupt. Nobody would hire me. I went completely broke, had to get a job selling cars. And I was like, like you stupid idiot. You don't realize how good you had it. And it wasn't like, I regretted beating up the DJ, which whatever. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't the smartest career move. But it was like, you know, when you're a young kid and you open up a club that becomes the biggest rock and roll club and everybody's begging to play and every girl wants to be at your club and every band wants to play your club. And then they offer you a, a show hosting, you know, I am not a journalist. I didn't, I didn't go to radio school and I didn't study journalism. So they're just taking this punk from the street and making him like that guy. I'm like, I can't lose. And then I'm starting this and this works and that works and everything works. And then all of a sudden it's like, dude, you got nothing. And I lost everything. And I'm like, you're going to get, you're going to become grateful now. So now, you know, if somebody asks you, Hey, do you want to do this? You know, you think about it, like, you know, this, this could be a fun gig. And, um, I still turned down a lot of jobs. I turned down a lot of jobs. I'm at the point of my career right now that I only take jobs that I think are fun. Like I can't go MC a festival and bring on a band that I don't like. I just can't oh. do it, but I'll go to a band. I'll go see it. So if you see me at shows, I mean, that's why I go to a few, sh quite a few shows and I go purely because I just want to be there, you know, I'll, I'll drive or and occasionally, you know, fly to certain shows just because I really, you know, like, you know, when, when Iron Maiden plays, I, I look where hotels are and I'll fly anywhere to go that. And, and there's certain bands that, that I'll go, you know, when Exodus and, and, and Death, Testament Death Angels was played, I went there and booked hotels and I'll travel to go see other shows, you know? But, but do you uh, I, now do you still get the hookups from your old uh, connections sometimes or some I don't some I mean the thing is um, yeah I mean of course if it's like Exodus or if it's something like that um, or Guns and Roses or stuff like that wait you're yeah. still hooked up with I thought you guys were on the outs who with Guns and Roses not with Slat um, I wouldn't say I'm on the outs I don't talk to Axel. But um, I talked to Slash and Duff. I mean, I think oh. the, last, the last time I heard from Slash was two days ago. I mean, I hear from Slash all the time. Uh, we, uh, Me and my wife had dinner with him and Megan probably two months ago. We went and had dinner out here in North Carolina. So, and Duff, I, I think the world of Duff. Me and Axel, who was the one that I was actually tightest with back then, yeah. were not on the outs we just don't talk. And I would love nothing more than to talk to Axel, but Axel's doing his own thing. And, and I hope that one day we connect, but you know, I haven't reached out to him. He hasn't reached out to me. It wasn't like we had a falling out. We just don't talk. And I don't really know how to get in touch with him. He's in a whole different place now, but as far as slash and Duff, I mean, slash, like I said, I had just the four of us had dinner probably two months ago out here in North Carolina. So, okay. 
you know. Yeah, I just I heard I heard you say that Axel got kind of mad because of the you said something about a strange on Headbangers Ball, and that, that was, was a kind long of time ago. I don't yeah. know if that's I don't know if that's true. I mean, that was something that I said, which is probably well over a decade ago, and I don't know if that's true or not, and I don't know what the case is, but. I would love nothing more to hang out with Axel because I've got a lot of really crazy memories with that guy. Yeah, I bet that would be really fun to reminisce. There's things that he doesn't remember that you remember that you could, you know, that you guys could relive. Probably more the opposite. Probably more things that I don't remember that he remembers. Oh, really? Because that was when you were before your sobriety, right? Yeah, but even even in sobriety, I can't remember stuff. I mean, I have a really good time seeing people from the past because I just like to listen to things that we did i'm really excited on my ride this year <clears throat> one of the stops is new york city on my birthday and i'm going out to dinner with all of the people that i worked with on headbangers ball the directors and the producers and and i'm so excited about this because that was such a huge part of my life and some of these people i haven't seen and just to sit and share stories you know the same stories that i share with someone like you you know, these people were there and they can say like, hey, you know, they can remember when Kurt Cobain was there and they can talk about these stories. And it's just I'm, I'm really looking forward because, I mean, all we have, all of us is just is these this hard drive up there where we keep on storing information and keep on storing memories and keep on storing experiences. And when we get the opportunity to bond with some of these people, I mean, the people that I'm really good friends with are the people that I was good friends with before I even opened Cat House. So when I get together with those people, it's it's really, really nice. You know, I love spending time, me and Tammy, me and Tammy talk all the time still. We, I don't think in a million years we've ever gone more than two weeks without talking to each other. And it's just fun to talk about things. And, you know, I'm looking forward to being in California for Gilby's birthday and getting to just reminisce and just, you know, people that I've known before I ever opened Cat House, so these are people that are that are family to me that I have so much so many experiences with. And it's incredible to see, you know, this this small group of friends, a lot of us went on to do some pretty incredible things. You know, like people say, like, oh, you're hanging out with the guys in Guns N' Roses and and with Pastor Pussycat and and like and all these people. I'm like, well, no, I'm hanging out with the people, you know. A, a, a great example is is uh Jay Bentley from the band Bad Religion. Jay Bentley, I've been friends with since I think I was 17, you know? So, I mean, I've been friends with him more before I knew Tammy or anybody. So when you're hanging out with some of these people, everybody, you, you, people might think like, oh, Ricky's hanging out with these rock stars. It's like, no, these are people that I just happen to know since I was kids, since we were kids. Because you all had rock and roll in common. I mean, you were a fan and you were a musician. Too. I mean, you were a singer, right? Uh, I call myself a singer. <laughs> I think you were in bands. I was in bands. That doesn't mean I was. I thought I. Yes, I played in several bands. I played in um, the 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 probably the best band that I was in was a band called Battery Club. Yeah, do a little bit. That was fun. But did you guys um, open for Offspring? Yes, we did. Okay, that is true. Okay, but um, we when I was in the band Virgin which was a sunset strip band right on YouTube. There's a show that Virgin played where I do two songs with Vince Neil. And this is 1988 or nine. So that was, that was pretty fun. So yeah, Virgin was a sunset strip band that I was in, that I was a singer of. And um, 
it was fun. You know, it was, yeah. it was fun. I wanted, you know, it's, it's really tough when, when you're starting a band and you want to make it in a band and every single person around you in a band is getting a record deal and buying houses. And you're like, so, you know, I, I had moved my efforts to the cat house. And obviously as I sit here in the cat house South offices, it, it, it paid off. Okay. Yeah. So here's the one thing I didn't understand about the cat house. I, I think I listened to a lot of interviews with you, but I don't know the story. How did you initially get the money to open the cat house? Cause I think it was you and Tammy. And, and I think you said Tammy was working like a retail shop or something. So you guys were not rich. I didn't own, I didn't own the club. I didn't own the building. What uh -huh. I did was, and every business that I've ever ran, I mean, you know, I just, I just launched a coffee company, which everybody said, don't do it. Cause everybody does it. And you know, we just put 95 bags up for sale and it sold out in an hour. It's like every business that I've run, I've done without investors and without money. So I have one business that makes a little bit of money that'll lead me to another business. And I'll take that money and put that into another business. And I don't know if that's smart business because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> but, um, with the cat house, I was a, a, a club DJ and I told this one club, hey, I'm the DJ at this club and that club. Let me take this place you guys keep the bar and i'll keep the door and then when more money came in i spent a little bit of money on flyers and when more money because the second night of the cat house there were only 59 people and everybody got in free okay so, um so there was no money put into the cat house i didn't need investors i didn't need everything and then as the cat house got bigger and bigger then i said okay i'm gonna make cat house t-shirts and then pretty soon everybody started buying cat house t-shirts so i was like i'm gonna try another club so i'd go to a club and i'd say hey look i own the cat house see how successful that is i want to do a dance club here on thursdays you keep the bar i'll keep the door i'll bring in my own staff and i'll pay it out of the door so that's pretty much how it works so it didn't work on an I mean, I think the cat house probably started with initial investment. You're the first person I'm telling this to. I think I started the cat house with the first initial investment might have been 80 bucks to make some flyers. Maybe. Wow. And, and then I had, but then, then I went into the red because I had to pay the Joe pay my DJ Joseph and I didn't have any money. So I had my money from DJing. So I'd have to pay him for that. So when more money came in, so at first, you know, I remember my friend Keith telling me, you know, Hey, the, the cat house isn't working. I'm sorry. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, it's going to work. It's going to work. And, and I just kept on trying and kept on trying. And then obviously it turned out to be something very successful. Yeah, though I, there's so many stories like that where it's just you just if you just keep going, ev hopefully, eventually that you hit success. Yeah, but there's certain things like you know I, I'm a big guy that says like you know don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. But there becomes a time when if you don't give up and move on to something else, you look pathetic. And I'm going to use a perfect example, and this isn't throwing shade on anybody, but I wanted to be on Sirius XM, and they had no interest in hiring me, and I kept on saying, dude. I did, I, I could do Radio Cat House. I could do a version of Headbangers Ball. And they just weren't, in, they just didn't even return my calls. And I was like, and it was very, very humiliating. But, but I was, then I got to the point, I'm just like, they don't want to hire me. They just don't, they don't think you're good, Ricky. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. And instead of saying, you know, Fuck them, you know. I'm I'm a subscriber, and I still listen to to their the shows there, and um, they just don't want to hire me. So I could just keep on trying and keep on trying, and then after a while, I just look pathetic, and I'm not pathetic. I I'm, I do 
I'm successful in the businesses that I do. Are there other things that I want to try? Yes. And do I get bummed out that I get turned down for some of them? Yes. But it happens. You know, I'm older now. There's reasons. Who knows the reasons that nobody wanted me there, but they didn't. So I could say, never give up, never give up. Well, you know what? If I don't give up, I'm going to look like a freaking loser. If I keep on hitting these people up, they don't want to hire me. So I'm like, okay, move on. Do something that's, else. Yeah, that's weird because I, I think a lot of people would listen. I ha- I'm a serious subscriber. I would definitely listen to a show that you are hosting. Like, for sure. I'd love to hear you on like, I know you're probably not a big hair, hair metal fan, but I'd love to hear you on Hair Nation or uh, the Boneyard or whatever those stations are. I listen to I both. Of those, I listen to both of those stations. I could even do, you know, a, a thrash thing on old school thrash on liquid metal, or or I could do it at any of the stations. I could be on volume and just do talk, you know, because so I listen to these shows. But you know, I don't have an agent. I don't have a manager. I that's I, I mean, I should, but I don't. But so it's me, you know, writing an email to somebody. Maybe I'm writing to the wrong people, and I'd love to do it. But the fact that they just weren't interested. You know, I could sit here and go all screw up and think of all the conspiracy theories that, you know, somebody there doesn't like me. Okay, not everybody likes me. So instead of saying never give up, I'm just like, move on, you know. Yeah. I did the Dead House Hollywood podcast for a short time and got it up to a half a million downloads, which is a lot of downloads in the podcast world. That is, yeah. And um and you know, I stopped, but I want to start again. Yeah, what well, so, I, well, I know I, there's a market for it. Yeah, I went to listen. There's only one episode on uh, spot. It's the Motorhead one. I took them all down. I just did the Motorhead one. I took them all down because what I'm doing now is taking all all the advertising out and I'm going to start to repost them. The problem is, is because, you know, what, what people don't know is, is right now we're here in offices that does Cat House Hollywood merchandise. Mm -hmm. Also launching Cat House, Cat House Coffee. Also, I work for Fox Sports and do American flat track racing. I have a nationally syndicated radio show called Racing Rocks that's been on 19 years once a week, heard on radio stations all over America. I'm getting ready to do my 10,000 mile charity ride called The Ride 22. And I'm also the podcast. I write, edit, post, did everything. I don't have any staff. It's all me. And I don't know how to do any of this stuff. So there's a lot of things like, why don't you do this? It's like, you know, I wake up from the second I wake up, it's all work, 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 work. And I work all day and that's all I do. And that's all I'm doing right now. So it's just, it's very, very time, time consuming. And I'm so scattered doing other stuff that I don't have time to do some of these things because there's a lot of things. I mean, there's another project that I'm launching in June and, um, what's that? Can't tell you yet. Damn it. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to announce it on my birthday, June 15th. OK, it's something fun. It's 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 nothing crazy huge. It's it's something that's, uh, you know, kind of a bucket list thing. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah. Well, have you ever thought of asking for help? Because you have so many followers and fans like I know, like like some of these like Donnie V from Enough's Enough, he would say like, oh, all these people that were fans of mine are now like helping me out because now they're like in these positions, they're lawyers and things. And like, oh, let me help you with this and that. And I, I tried that at once. I mean, I think the P I, I say rack pack, that's what they call themselves. I don't really like the word fans, but as far as my, the people that follow me, I would say that I've got one of these most loyal greatest group of people following me whenever i drop a shirt they're there whenever i'm doing a charity i mean they work their asses off you know when i do these rides like the one i'm about to start i raise money for charity every penny goes to the charity 
we're just starting and we've already raised $18,000. You know, like we raise a lot of money because these people go out there and they set up appearances. And then I'll say, okay, I'm going to ride through Cleveland. So they'll all meet me at Melt Grilled Cheese or they'll all meet me here. Whenever I release something, they come out with it and they help promote it. So, but the thing to say, like, I need an agent or a manager, it's like, it's really sketchy because there's, everybody does it. And, Mm. you know, the other problem is, you know, I put my name on everything that I do and I'm really a hard person to work for sometimes because I I'm very meticulous. I repeat myself. I want things done the right way, but I do need help. I mean, I know, you know, I need help. I love welcoming artists to design some cool things and, and maybe make, you know, a bag for the coffee or a t-shirt or, you know, to be a publicist, you know, I need publicists yeah. because, because all my stuff gets out word of mouth. You know, I see a lot of people talking about these, Oh, and, and this, this festival is going to be this charity and they'll raise like 8,000. And I don't even know how much goes to the charity. When I do my rides, it costs me tons of money and I donate all the money to different charities. I did 32,000 for stop soldier suicide, you know, 22,000 for the Alzheimer's association. And um, I don't get pressed for this because I don't have a publicist. So I do need help. And, and, you know, it was a big deal for me earlier in the year to hire another person that handles all the t-shirt stuff, which mm. is in the office next door. So I do need help. And that's something that I am working on doing, you know, in the next, like now. <laughs> yeah. I'm just doing the same thing for me. Like with a podcast, I hate doing all the editing. I love doing the interviews, but I hate doing it. I'm like, I'm, there's gotta be somebody out there that would want to do that and help. I would hope, I don't know, maybe not. But all you're going to do Chuck is you're just going to listen. You're just going to, you know, spend the time listening to it, wondering why that should have been edited or that should have <laughs> and just the same amount of time. When I did my start my radio show racing rocks 19 years ago, they had writers and they had, and they still have a producer and editor. I don't edit that, that radio show. Cause if I edit the interviews, but when I started that show, they had this whole staff cause it was United Stations radio networks, which was Dick Clark's company, a big radio syndicator. And then I said, Hey, fire the writer, give me more money. And I started writing the show. So I started taking more and more stuff upon myself to do. And uh, cause I am a control freak and I want stuff done a certain way, but I've never had, you know, so to speak with my radio show, I do, I, I do have a producer, but you know, I write every word in the script, you know, nobody gives me information or stuff like that. And the same thing with when someone buys a cat house t-shirt, you know, what they, the cat house t-shirt is like, you know, I'm looking at the quality of the shirt I'm designing. Most of the shirts I design myself and rarely now, but I used to be the guy folding them, sticking in the envelopes. Now I help but <laughs> But Karen right next door does it. But when we have the coffee company, we did um, the hundred to 200 bags. You know, we're putting stickers on the bags right over in that, this part. I don't know if you can see right that. Oh part yeah. That's office. awesome. That's where all the coffee shelves at this, my office is now, this is just the coffee department of my office. And, and there's another office right next door. That's just t-shirts. And we have a warehouse of shirts and, you know, it's just, it's, it's a very, very hands-on organization. And, and, it's more work, but you know, I, I do, I, I do need somebody else to do certain stuff, but in the meantime, I like doing it myself. And I think that's why it's still working. Because well, you, you like to stay busy, right? You've always been kind of a, a go-getter. 
Yeah, I would, but I think I'd like to not be busy pretty soon. I think I've been like, like now I get to the point, I'm like, what would retirement be? You know, what would, what would it be like just like to hang out on the lake and just ride my motorcycle or get an RV? I mean, you know, riding my motorcycle is my escape. And that's why I go on like 10,000 mile rides. But I think eventually I'll get to the point where I'll just say, okay, I'm off social media. I'm off. I'm done. I'm just done. Really? Yeah. I'm just done. You know, I'll still go, I'll go to shows and I'll still see people and do fun stuff that I want to do. And, you know, maybe spoken word stuff, but I'll just have, I'll just relax and not be so worried about what, which shirt do we sell? What's a new shirt that we're going to come out with in a month, you know? Because yeah, even though the shirt you're wearing is the shirt that we just selling tons of, you know, and and then in Pam and Tommy, they're wearing that shirt. And and I, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. That was yeah. so cool when I saw well, that. it. Was, well, what happened was they asked me, they said, we're doing a um, a docudrama about Pam and Tommy. And I was a DJ at Tommy and Heather's wedding. And we want to wear Cat House stuff. How do you feel about us using Cat House? Oh, no, this is what they said. They said, we want we want to have a Ricky Rackman character in the show. And we, Oh, were, really? Yeah, there was, there was a guy that the guy at the record store had a cat house vest on with a patch. And, and if, and my wife speaks French, so we get stuff in subtitles. So when stuff is in subtitles, it said Ricky Rackman speaking. So oh, I didn't was, even notice oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. So this vest, I don't know if you can see this. Yeah. We never made these up available for sale. I never will. Nobody's ever worn this vest. There were seven people that have them. And Axel's worn his, um, and we never made those because I never wanted because it was something very special for select few. And they said, "We're gonna, can we use the vest?" I said, "No." I said, "I'll tell you what. I make these Dickies jackets. I'll send you a big patch." And then they said, "Okay, well, we also have this long sleeve flame shirt that you used to make, and we just bought that, and the character's gonna wear that too." I'm like, "Go right ahead." So they bought hats, bought shirts. I signed a release to wear it. And then the character wore that that cat house shirt with the flames on it. And then they sent it back to me. So I have the cat house shirt that was in Pam and Tommy that they wore. And, you know, and Tommy wears, does he wear a cat house hat? I think Cat house hats all the time. Yeah. And um, was that accurate too? Was he wearing those in the, in the nineties? Oh yeah. I've got tons of photos of them, of him wearing cat house shirts. I've got photos of everybody wearing cat house shirts. And, you know, obviously I got offered money. It's like, dude, do you want to put these in Hot Topic? Do you want to put these in this store? Do you want? And I'm like, no, I don't. It's like, yes, I probably would have gotten a big fat check and then nobody would want it. But the truth is, if you hmm. bought a Cat House shirt, you bought it from me. You didn't get it from anywhere else. There are people selling bootleg shirts, but if it's a Cat House shirt, it came from us getting the shirts and folding them in my office and sending them out. And sometimes I'm the one folding the shirts. And when we do the cat house, I'm the one putting the coffee for now. I'm the one putting stickers on the labels and doing stuff like that because it's my company. I own these companies and I want to make sure that everything works great and it doesn't need to be accessible to everybody. You know, there's something cool that when you walk into a show and you see three cat house shirts, you know, Hey, did you go to the club? Where'd you get the shirt? And nobody's going to say, Oh yeah, I got it at Walmart. I got it. At <laughs> yeah, they got it was cathousehollywood.com, and I'm very proud of that. And I got mine at Rock and Pod. I met you. I met you there. Well, or or you bought it from me. You bought you bought the shirt from me. Yeah, literally. Well, exactly. You and uh, uh, I think it was your uh, assistant, or yeah, yeah. She doesn't work there anymore, but Leah was there as well. And, okay. Um, 
And uh, we had such a good time at that. That was just such a good time. So I, I don't know if we're going to go again, but I wouldn't be surprised because it's just, it's like, you know, I don't do like velvet rope, sign, sign, clicks on it. I like to talk, you know, you see met me at places. Yeah. I like to talk to people. And to me, I don't care if you're in a band or I don't care if you, you know, work at a gas station. I, I don't care. We've all got stories and and everybody and I and 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 nobody is gonna say otherwise. If, if you say that about me, maybe you caught me in a bad mood, but I I do enjoy meeting people and I don't ever believe that you know I some rock stars just crack me up but there's a lot of rock stars that I you know that I've that I've met that I that I witnessed that are so good with people and what takes only a minute of their time is something that these people remember you know when I saw ex Gary Holt and and Zetro from Exodus you know there was some a kid walking by with a parent walking by the bus and they both walked out and like, I mean, dude, Gary Holtz was in Slayer, you know, and they walked out and they spent time talking to the dad, talking to the kid. Now this kid is always, they're going to get back on the bus and they're not going to remember tomorrow, but that kid is always going to remember it. And that kid is going to buy music and that kid's going to buy t-shirts and he's going to tell his friends. So if, if you're a rock star and you, and, and, and some fan walks by and goes, hey, Joe, or something. And you're just going like, uh, you're like, wow, that guy's a dick. But if that guy looks at him and acknowledges him like, hey, what's up? You know, you remember that. And then you will spend your money to support what they do. And it's. It, hmm. Yeah, no, I totally get it. It's like whenever I have a guest off there, if sometimes I, and I think I heard you say the same thing. Sometimes you're not as a big of a fan of the music, but then you interview them and you're like, they're really cool. And then it makes you more of a fan of their music. Absolutely. And it also works the opposite too. If you have yes. somebody that's a dick, you're like that song. I, I can't listen to that song. There was like in the, in the whole time. I mean, Dave Mustaine and I were friends. Yeah. No matter what everybody thinks we were friends, but there was a time that he gave me a hard time. And there was a time that he took it too far. And I was like, fuck. And I, Wait, he I took it too far. Him. Yeah, he took a tea, said some stuff, but, um, the, but I love Megadeth and I was like, well, fuck, I'm not going to listen to Megadeth. Like when there's bands that do me wrong, I'm not going to listen to those bands anymore. And, uh, like I was really like, okay, there's a band that I really, really like that a lot of my counterparts are not necessarily fans of that you wouldn't think I like, but I'm a huge fan of my chemical romance. Okay. Oh, I like I, that band too. Yeah. Love that band. Yeah. So, um, so I was like, wow, you know, I, I really like that band. I'd like to see him live. And if I ever came in contact with them and they were dicks, I, I wouldn't like that band. Well, little do I know that, that Mike way from my chemical romance follows me on Instagram and he writes this letter and he's like, dude, you know, me and Gerard, we used to, we used to love what we'd watch Headbangers Ball. And I'm like, like when I wrote him, I'm like, did you understand? Like, like I'm a huge My Chemical Romance fan. And I don't even think he believes like I'm a huge My Chemical Romance fan and they're playing and I'm going to get to go see him play. And I'm so excited to see the show, except from what I heard when I go see him play, like because they have a young fan base, 
that all the kids like all sing every word and you can't hear the band. I'm going to be like that grumpy old dude. <laughs> but I'm like looking at their shows and I'm like so excited to go see this band. Cause I think that band's got great songs, you know, everybody's no. got that one band that's their guilty pleasure, you know? And, uh, and that one's mine. I just, I love that band. I love that. What's the album with the guy on the cover. That's kind of like all sideways. That Battle album. Parade? Yes, that one is so fucking good. It's like amazing. I don't understand why they got that whole emo thing because I because emo stuff bores me. I always thought they were just like a good rock and roll band. I mean, some of their real old stuff sounds like punk rock, and some of their stuff is very kind of Bowie-ish. And I just think they're just a great rock band. I'm, they, yeah, I'm they just had a new band. song come out too, right? Yeah, that even has a breakdown in it, and it's good. I mean, they're just good. I'm just excited to see the show. Yeah, I haven't. So they're on tour. I need to see. I've never seen them yeah. live, and it's so funny because like. You know, sometimes I'll hear from, from I, I got to check because I got, let me see what time it is. Oh, I've got a couple of things. Um, sometimes there's bands that, that are my friends that are playing with another friend's bands that are being rock stars. And they're talking about like, oh, well, you know, we drew 450 and they only drew 350. And I'm hearing these bands talk like this. And I'm like, oh, God. And then I'm looking at an Instagram thing in my chemical romance. It's like, oh, and we're setting up. And it's like a football stadium in front of like 50,000 people. And I'm like, oh, God, you guys are, are who's bigger? We draw 400. We draw 300. I'm like, shut up. You know, you guys are playing small bars on a Wednesday. <laughs> Sorry, what? you have a time limit or? I got about 10 more minutes. I have to do okay. I have a meeting, I have a meeting with uh one of the sponsors for my ride, which I hope everybody checks out, goes to the ride 22. I've got live tracking. I ride everywhere in America and people go on social media and tell me where to stop or where to eat, or they can see where we are and stuff like that. Are you coming to Arizona? Um, I think, I don't know. My radio show's on KUPD. My radio show's been on KUPD for 19 years. Oh, Um, I think I'm going to Arizona. I don't know. I know we're going to ride through California go to california so i might okay i'll come see if you're in phoenix um yeah. oh i was gonna ask you alice cooper had suggested i love this idea that the cat house should be like a netflix uh show why is, there, is it it? Why, why is it, it? I, yeah. want to be so, I got alice cooper telling you you should start the cat house on i will i want to do it it has to be done right it has to be the right writers i don't want it to be no offense to the dirt but i don't want it to be the dirt the cat house was 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 yes this magical crazy sex drugs rock and roll but there was a lot of dark stuff that happened at the cat house not that they did it in the dirt i mean i'm not putting bad they, they did a good job with the dirt but i i, I want to do the cat house story because it's much more than people think it was you know i mean you got to understand none of us were anybody back then and it was a place for all the misfits and the crazies to hang out and 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 all become family and um you know i mean i wish alice cooper would say okay i'm gonna produce this or, or let's make this happen i mean when alice cooper's and alice cooper was like I'm, i got a picture of alice cooper in a cat house shirt behind me you know alice cooper is it to me and when he's sitting there saying you should do a netflix special i'm like yes you're right but i don't have agents managers producers going out there trying to sell it for me so you just need a screenwriter or somebody to write it first. Yeah, but it's got to be done right. Yeah, because I was going to say I had the guy for, that wrote The Dirt, Rich Wilkes, on my show. But like you said, you're saying now you're saying you don't want it to be like The Dirt. Although he said that they twisted his script. So I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. I mean, I know that they're going to make a they're going to make a documentary of that book. Nothing but a good time. 
you know? Oh, really? I didn't hear about that. That's what I heard yeah. from a good source. And, um, and, you know, that was another book in cat houses and I'm all through that book. It's like, depending, you know, it's something that should be done and, and hopefully it's something that will be done. Yeah. Tell me one good cat house story before you go. Like, I mean, there's so many, like the, the, uh, Vince Neil Izzy, you said that started there, like Axel stories. Like, I mean, there's so many good ones, but what's your favorite? The Vince, the Vince, the Vince Neil act. I mean, my favorite story is you know, the story of me being a kid and my dad got me to see an Alice Cooper rehearsal and then I got bad grades. So my dad didn't let me go see Alice Cooper. And all I cared about was Alice Cooper. And then you move 20 years later, it's Halloween, the best night in the world to see Alice Cooper. And Alice Cooper is playing at the cat house and he opens with a song called Trash, where the first line is, it ain't the way she crawls across the cat house floor. You know, when you've got your childhood idol, the biggest rock star in the world, the coolest rock star in the world, that all you wanted to do was see him as a kid, and then they didn't let you go see him. And now he's playing at your club on Halloween, singing a song about your club. I mean, that was just like, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like, like, how in the world did I get here? And certain things happen that you're just like, wow, like, like, like that was, that was the best. And these are things not like, Hey, house, would you play Halloween? Hey, house, would you put cat house? It's like, this is a thing that these people went out of their way to do. You know, when Guns N' Roses would play the cat house the day before they're playing with the Rolling Stones, it's them calling me and saying, Hey, let's do something at the cat house. It's, you know, I didn't solicit these people. These people were very, very kind to me. These people have always done some really, really good, good things. And there's, there's a lot of, there's even a lot of newer bands that are very good to me that, that reach out and that want to, you know, do nice things. And why do you think that is, what's the secret to your success? I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's, and then on the same token, it's like, why are there certain people that just won't hire me? (laughs) The thing is, is, um, I'm not a journalist or reporter. I don't, even though some people think that I might walk around saying like, Oh, I'm hanging with my friend. This or my hanging. If I'm saying it, it's because those people are my, you know, when I start my motorcycle ride, the first stop is to have dinner with my friend, Mark Morton from Lamb of God. And then I'll probably see this person because these people are, are like friend friends. Like these are the people that we go out to dinner with, not because anybody has something to promote and we don't talk about rock and roll. We just talk about whatever, you know, that if slash is in North Carolina, he says like, Hey, let's go get something. It's not for promotional reasons, just because these are the people that I I feel comfortable hanging with because I've got history with. So you know, and I would do anything for them. And um, I don't, I'm just very, very lucky. I mean, you know, and there's plenty of people that if, if my name is brought up, they don't want to have anything to do with anything I do. I mean, I, I know, I know a lot of people that feel that way and that's okay. You know, why am I not? I had a lot of these festivals because I let people know how I feel about certain bands. And, you yeah. Know, I never do, but I don't do like on social media. I really, these days, if there's a band that comes out with a song that really sucks, I don't really post anything about it anymore because it really doesn't do anything. Like I saw, what was the, there was some movie that I recently saw and it was just so horrible. And I wanted to just say, this movie's so horrible, but then I'm like, what is it going to do? 
what what is it somebody might get butt hurt about it and and how does that benefit me at all as opposed to saying you know like hey i just saw this show and this show is really really good well maybe somebody will listen to me and then decide to watch it and then maybe that person that made that show will hear it and it's like that was somebody somebody nice said something about me so i'm really limiting or getting rid of all the negative things that i can because uh in this world I mean, I can say anything and somebody will just write something mean, mean about it. I could say something like, um, you know, you know, like people like, oh, Ricky got a mohawk trying so hard to be relevant. I'm like, who the, who the hell has a mohawk? It's freaking in their 50s. No, but because <laughs> I wanted to do it, you know, it's like, and if my hair was short, oh, he's got his short hair short. It's like people just want to write something. Like if I say I drink this water and he's like, oh, he's drinking water now because he saw, you know, uh, somebody. It's like, sh- shut up. Right. You know, like they, they actively really look for things to say something mean about it. And that doesn't, and they're miserable. It doesn't matter. Right. It's like, well, fuck you. You're a piece of, it's like, okay. Meanwhile, there's a hundred people that are saying how much they really love this podcast or love your apparel line or love this. And then this other guy says, well, you suck. And I'm going to answer this guy. It's like, what is the, what is the logic in that? It's like, acknowledge these people that are here benefiting you because they're doing very nice things for you. And just, you know, just block, delete, block, delete, block, delete. You know, guess what? I don't have a million followers because I block people the second that they talk, you know, somebody would say like, oh, this logo you're using for Cat House Coffee looks like this, this, you ripped it off. And then somebody would say, no, he doesn't. And then that person will say, well, what the hell do you know? And I'm like, dude, shut up. You know, like, like what's, there, there's no benefit of, of, of putting negative people aren't thinking you're cool talking shit about people. The same as I don't talk politics. You know, I have my very, very strong political beliefs and I know some people that think completely opposite of me. And even though I question their logic, it's like, I believe that deep down inside, they want some sort of good, like we all do, you know? So, yeah, no, I get it. And that's why you're saying like, at some point you want to just delete social media. Cause I'm almost there. I mean, if I didn't have podcasts to do, and, they, and use that, I, I feel like it's like so pointless a lot of the time. It's so much negativity. Like it can be very positive too, but so much negativity. I, a lot of, hey, I wouldn't be raising all this money for charity if it wasn't for social media, but it's right. like, what is the point of, what is the point of posting negative things? I Yeah, that's what I don't get. Yeah. It, it does nothing. I mean, it doesn't make you feel good. You know, if I say you suck, you know, some of that stuff is sticking on me. If I put that's that negative stuff, I mean, I don't, you know, there's, there's political things that happen that, it, that, that make me furious. You know, the whole thing about COVID, everybody's an expert. Everybody knows exactly what's going on when the truth is nobody still knows what happened with that, you know? And I, I was very outspoken about a certain things and, and proved that I was completely mistaken and I copped to it. I said, Hey, guess what? I was an idiot. I'm wrong. You know, it's just like, everybody's an expert with everything. And, uh, you know, if your opinion is different, damn you, you know? Right. No, exactly. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I know you got to get going. So Anytime. I'll let you get back to your, the rest of your work, stay busy. And, uh, I'll put all the links in the show notes so people Please can donate. Do. Please yeah, do. I will. Okay. Thank you so Thanks, much. Buddy. I look forward to that uh, cat house show someday. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yes, I hope so. Okay. I'll see you later. Bye, Ricky.
so cool that Ricky does the Ricky's Ride and raises a lot of money for charity. So please help out if you can. Uh, you can also check out his website and grab some really cool merch. Uh, both links are in the show notes along with my website. And you should all know the drill by now on how to support the show and our guests with the likes, comments, shares on social media, all that great stuff. Uh, no one ever does this, but maybe someday somebody would write me a nice review on Apple Podcasts. It's been a while since I've had a review on there. I think the last one is a troll writing a bad review. So it would be cool to see a nice one at the top of the list instead of that bad review. So otherwise, have a great day. Thank you for listening and remember to shoot for the moon.